Today on CityCast Denver, we're doing something a little different. It's Friday, so we're going to have a casual conversation. I'm here with our uh, producer, Xander McMahon. Xander, welcome to the show. Hey, Paul. How's it going? Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Glad to be at the end of the week. Glad the weekend's coming up. How about you? Yeah, can't beat that. I've got a cup of coffee in my hands. It's Friday morning. Not really when we're recording this, but we'll pretend with you, listeners. <laughs> uh I love that. Um, so what we're going to do is a little bit of a news roundup. We've got some prompts, uh, but mostly it's just an excuse to talk about what's happening in the city. And uh, shall we get into it? Let's do it. Okay, so top story of the week. Alexandra, what do you think? What's What do you think was the top story? You know, I just could not stop seeing people talk about the Glenwood Canyon mudslides, mm. which I talked a little bit about in Tuesday's newscast, because over the weekend, over the holiday weekend, they shut down I-70 again, mm -hmm. and it's all because of the Grizzly Creek burn scar. So that horrible fire that like almost destroyed Hanging Lake, which is like a Colorado state treasure, and everyone thought that, you know, the canyon was never going to be the same. And they were kind of right, because now there's this burn scar and mud just keeps flowing onto the highway and completely shutting down I-70 in both directions. And CDOT crews are just like, well, we're trying to move the mud, but there's not a lot we can do to prevent this from happening in the future. So it's going to keep happening. Yeah. It, I saw some pictures online and I, I just, I have one up right now actually of um, just a bunch of, a bunch of guys that I guess had shovels. It's clearly people who were driving on I-70 and like came upon this mudslide and then got out of their cars. Oh, it's not, it's not CDOT. It's regular people with shovels. I think it's just your average Coloradan looking to help out and make a difference. But the sight of these just regular dudes in cargo shorts with shovels going to like take on a giant mudslide is pretty comical. Appreciate the, appreciate the effort, but. Guys, this is a losing battle. What about you, Paul? What was the top story for you? Well, I think we have to talk about, I mean, Jared Polis keeps signing bills coming out of the legislature. We've been talking about this on the show the last few weeks. And um, and one of them this week is a bill I know was really important to a lot of people in Colorado and made, um, in my opinion, just a, a real common sense improvement. So uh, the specific bill I want to talk about is um, stemmed from the Elijah McLean case, um, mm -hmm. his death in 2019, and uh, it bans the use of ketamine by law enforcement. And that was like a really key part of that story. Police stopped him while he was walking. They say he was resisting arrest. So they put him in a carotid control hold and he passed out. And then when paramedics arrived on scene, they chose to administer the sedative ketamine. Something Aurora Fire says is... Critics say that that's what in led to his death in addition to the, the violent arrest. So I think that's a huge story. I'm really glad to see that change. I can't believe we were letting cops inject people with chemicals to sedate them before. That just seems like some sci-fi dystopia stuff to me. I know. Yeah. Well, and hopefully people will feel a little bit safer. I know in Thursday's show, Amir Allen, who we interviewed, for anyone who missed it, we spoke to a man who was allegedly violently arrested in Lakewood uh, back in February. And a city council member actually heard about his case and took it upon herself to be his lawyer. Uh, this didn't make it into the final cut, but he was telling us about how when they loaded him into an ambulance, he did feel a little bit safer. And 
especially knowing that they had just passed that bill, which I don't know, when does it go in effect? Like, are, are paramedics and police immediately supposed to follow this? So it looks like the ban of law enforcement using ketamine does go into effect now. I could be wrong about that. I don't know. Listeners, let me know. Please correct me. Tweet at us at CityCast Denver. <laughs> We'd love to be called out. All right, let's move on to our next topic, the MLB All-Star Game. It's happening next mm. week, Tuesday, July 13th. And uh, the whole city, it seems, is going nuts for this thing. I know there's like a whole weekend of events planned downtown, stuff for kids, stuff for adults. There was this celebrity baseball game happening on Sunday. But, Xandra, I know you live downtown, so I wanted to ask you, wh- what does it feel like? Does it, do you get the sense that people actually care about this? Not yet, but I don't know. We'll have to see this weekend. But because I live downtown and, and don't really care about the All-Star game, I'm escaping downtown and I'm going to the mountains this weekend because I'm like, I don't want to I don't want to deal with the traffic. I don't want to deal with the crowds. But, you know, for people who do want to come down and and uh, hang out, I'm, like Paul said, there's a lot of fun activities going on. So I don't even know. Can you still get tickets to the game? I have no idea. You don't really care. No, I, I, <laughs> I don't really care about baseball. I'm, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to watch. I don't know any of the players, but it's cool that we have it. I mean, I like thinking about why it came here. It makes me proud to think about our elections and think back to our interview with uh, clerk and recorder Paul Lopez a few months back when this whole thing was announced. Like That makes me proud. Yes. Go back and listen to that episode from, what was that, March? I believe it was like one of our first early episodes. And, you know, if you don't know the story, like Denver got the MLB All-Star Game because we have really awesome elections (laughs) and the MLB did not like that Georgia was there was some voter suppression going on, allegedly. Mm -hmm. So the MLB was like, nah, we're going to go to Denver. It's cooler there. Altitude, home run contest, more home runs. That'll That's exciting. That's probably a big part of it, too. I think Denver had a bid in place beforehand also. Well, and this is not the first time we've had it. We held, we hosted it in the, the 90s, too. Oh. So there's a lot of people in Denver who remember that game and remember going as as a child, if, if they were a child in the 90s. Another 0-2 pitch. Bounce through the middle, and it sneaks into center field. So, Kendall has... All right, let's move on to our next topic. Uh, is there a story that made us splash this week, Xandra, that you just were like, meh? I feel meh to uh, the $1 million giveaways for Colorado vaccine. Right. Everyone kind of rolled their eyes when Governor Polis announced this sweepstakes. You know, he was going to give away a... Uh, what was it, like $5 million? Yeah, $1 million each to five different people over the course of a few weeks. So I, I just, like, the whole idea was to incentivize more people in Colorado to get vaccinated, which, like, yeah, I'm all about that. Like, let's let's get people vaccinated. But I was just like, this seems like a weird way to do it. And is it actually going to make a difference? And I'm pretty sure I saw reports that, you know, after the last one was given away this week you know reporters did their due diligence and looked to see if it had any impact on the vaccine numbers and i don't think it did i don't think people really cared i keep seeing articles where people are trying to analyze those numbers and it's like you're not <laughs> going to find anything in there like vaccine rates how do you are do that yeah. like, 
you'd have to ask every single person, like, was the chance at winning a million dollars a motivator for you to go in and get a shot? Or was it just, it just happened to be the right time? You got access to it? You know, it's like, yeah, you would, they would need to give out, like, survey cards to everyone getting a vaccine. Okay. We talked a few times this week about this uh, Denver beer company, NFT. The beer company was giving away, or they weren't giving away, but they were putting up for auction a token, a non-fungible token, that's what NFT stands for, that would give the person who buys it beer for life. Uh, It was running for a few weeks, and uh, the auction closed on Wednesday, and I guess somebody bought it for like almost $10,000? I think about $9,700, Whoa. at least in based on the current exchange rate of dollars to the Ethereum token. That's a huge spike because it went from like, like I don't know, a little over two grand earlier this week to almost $10,000 like overnight. Someone came through and was like, I want that beer. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I mean, it'd be interesting to talk to that person to see how they like made that decision. But, but for me, like... I was looking around at this earlier this week and I did some searching and then I I noticed that Denver Beer Company also made this big announcement about trying to buy the Rockies back when the, the team traded Nolan Arenado. And I think what's happening is they just have a really, really savvy person on staff who is paying attention to the news and like putting out these stunts. And it's working. They're grabbing attention. So for me, I guess maybe it's a little cynical, but... I'm okay passing this one by. It's it's not working on you. Yeah. <laughs> it's I think I think it's fun, but all right, Paul. It's you don't want NFTs and free beer, I guess. <laughs> no. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> all right, Alexander, I've got one more question for you here. I want to end on a high note. What's something that you did in Denver recently that brought you joy? Oh, I've been out of town so much the last few weekends, but I would actually say it's something that I did with you, Paul, and the rest of the CityCast team. We went to, and I, I'm going to kick myself later for saying this on the podcast and revealing its location, although I'm sure a lot of cooler Denverites already know that this exists. But there's a speakeasy behind Frozen Matter, um, which is in my neighborhood. And I have lived in this neighborhood for about a year now and have gone to Frozen Matter many a times just to get ice cream and had no idea that there was a speakeasy behind the freezer door. Um, So I felt a little lame for not knowing that. Although in my defense, there was a pandemic. So who knows if the speakeasy was even open. But we we went as a team a couple weeks Mm. ago and it was so cool back there. Like very small, intimate space. Very cool drinks, you know, very darkly lit. It's got kind of like a a movie theme. Mm. So there's like always movies on. All the drinks are named after like classic Hollywood films. So I I loved it. I think that definitely brought me a moment of joy. Yeah, that place is cool. Any bar that puts just like a random movie on in the background, (laughs) if there's no volume, I love that. That brings so much atmosphere for me. Well, and they were picking like, really obscure titles like i i was like watching it and trying desperately to figure out what movie it was and i finally asked our waiter i was like what movie are you playing and she was like i have no idea they try and find the randomest titles on amazon prime and they just put that on (laughs) so it was like a weird like dinosaur dystopian movie but like they were shooting at it with machine guns i don't know anyways what about you paul 
Well, I've got one that I think you're going to like. I uh, My parents were in town last weekend. Great to see them after so long. And I took them to the place that Megan and I are probably most excited about in our neighborhood right now. It's a new burger restaurant Ooh. called Meta Burger. And yes, I am wearing a t-shirt from there right now. <laughs> I decided to commit. I'm ready to, to show off my fandom for this Look place. Look at that. Oh, yeah. Meta Burger. They've got a location here in in uh, in Southtown on uh, on Parker, and they've got a new location on the Edgewater um, Public Market. But this place is so cool; like the entire thing is plant based. Oh. So it's it's all burgers. They offer they do um, seitan wings, and they have two different kinds of patties. There's one that's like more like a Beyond or an Impossible burger, and one that's more like a traditional bean and uh, seed based patty. But both are great. They've got tons of interesting topping combinations. I've loved everything I've tried from them. Huge fan of Metaburger. Are they out of state? No, this is it started in Denver. This is this is Colorado grown. Yay! That's good. Okay. Heck yeah. That was my that was my big question. Well, that's exciting. I'll have to go check it out. That sounds very good. Yeah, I couldn't recommend it highly enough. What cool cool t-shirts. You know, it doesn't it doesn't like it's like subtle in its marketing. Hmm, maybe we should take some notes about that with CityCast swag. Mm. <laughs> yeah, listeners, if you want CityCast swag, let us know. We're we're talking about that right now. Like what could we put on a t-shirt that you would want to wear? Yeah. Let let us know. But we do have some things available. Like if you want a tote bag or stickers, uh the way to do that is to sign up for our perks program and uh refer your friends to sign up for our morning newsletter. You could get stickers you can get our personalized recommendations for summer in the city and uh, if you refer 15 friends you get that cool cool tote bag right 15 friends it could also it doesn't have to all be friends it could be strangers too it could be strangers you could just you could just you know get people's emails just go through all of your business cards (laughs) please don't do that please don't sign random people (laughs) up for our newsletter Uh, (sighs) all right alexandra this was fun this was fun Thanks for doing this. Yeah, this was fun. And hey, did you like this new casual chat format? I mean, this is kind of what we're thinking about for Friday shows going forward. But, you know, nothing set in stone. Let us know if you loved it, if you hated it. And actually, we have a really easy way you can give us feedback right now. We have this audience survey that we're sending out. Fill out the survey. It's super short, and I'm pretty sure you get entered to win a $100 Visa gift card. I think it's on the website. Is it on the website? We'll put a link to it in the show notes. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. Our producers this week were me, Paul Caroli, and Alexandra McMahon, as well as Lizzie Goldsmith and Natalie Rivera. Peyton Garcia writes our morning newsletter. Our music is by Los Mocochetes with additional mixing by Tyler Lindgren. And a little bit more from the Epidemic Sound Library. If you haven't already, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at CityCast Denver and tell a friend about us the next time you see them. We'll be back Monday morning with more news from around the city. Until then, hope you all have a great weekend. Just long stretches of like uh, deep breaths, nervous energy.